Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about lesson two. I titled it Mind Fields, and we're going to talk about uh, you and I getting rid of the mind fields in our mind, M-I-N-D, for this lesson, right? And I want to open up with a natural example, which is just amazing. So take a look at the picture behind me and these are landmines, right? The big disc, it's anti-tank, and they will literally neutralize a tank. And then the smaller disc, um, those are for uh, smaller vehicles. And then, of course, unfortunately, for human beings. And, you know, it's really crazy when you look at these and you think about uh, the stats in the world. Do you know that these are still in 58 countries? In most of these countries, there's no war uh, going on any longer. These are from past wars. And uh, they say there's 110 million of them still in the ground. In Vietnam, which we had that war many years ago, I was too young to even be drafted for that war. There's still 3 million in the ground in Vietnam. So, you know, we live here in America. We don't have them here. Can you imagine if you lived in one of those 58 countries and you had to tell your kids, don't play over in that woods. You know, there's landmines over there. And there's nine casualties a day from, from landmines. They spend $681 million a year demining, and there's still $110 million, right? And a, a mine costs $30 to make, right around $30, but it costs $300 to $1,000 to just get one out of the ground. So think about that, and you might wonder, what does that have to do with our message? Well, what's the purpose of a landmine? What, what is the purpose? It's to stop a military from going a certain direction, right? And so the whole idea is stop them from going this direction, get them to turn this way or that way. And then typically they try to ambush uh, whatever military that is, right? And, and our enemy uses landmines up here the same exact way. Uh, he tries to stop us from going where God's created us to go, being who God's created us to be, and tries to get us to go this way or that way uh, for ambush. And that's just something he does. So what's a landmine? What, what is the equivalent of that in our brain? Guys, it's just wrong beliefs. It's a belief system that's incorrect. And believing the wrong way is, is something we want to demine. We want to get out and we want to begin to believe everything uh, the right way. It's a lifelong process. It doesn't, you don't clean it up overnight. I still, I still can't invite you into my brain. It, it's just not totally healthy yet, guys, but we're working on it. And I've been working on it for over 45 years. You might step on a landmine in there, you know, so uh, it's just something we're all growing in. I think the important thing is to understand it's a process. So many of you have been demining like myself. We've been working on it. We've gotten rid of a lot of them, but uh, there's still more, and it's going to cost us, you know. Uh, it doesn't cost us money, but it's going to cost us. And our, our big idea kind of tells us what it will cost. Here's our big idea, guys. It goes like this. We have to give God our whole mind if we want a whole mind. And uh, this, this is just a place you and I come to where we say, God, we realize we don't know everything. And, uh, you know, I can tell you as a young Joe, when I first met Christ, I felt I knew everything, right? And I had an attitude of pride about what I believed, and I just felt whatever I believe is 100% correct. And there had to come a time in my life where I humbled myself and just realized, I don't know everything. And I'm not going to find every answer out here in the world. I, I have to find it in here in the Word of God. And we're going to find out what a powerful weapon it is. So 
Um, listen to this statement, guys. The enemy has helped form our belief system. And he has. And so there's many things we believe that aren't true, but we're going to find out we don't necessarily know it. So he's used our parents, right? Um, and he's using us as parents. It's the innocent as can be, right? We just believe some things maybe that aren't true and we teach them to our kids. He'll use the school systems. He'll, he'll use, I used to say Hollywood, but it's so much bigger than Hollywood now, right? The entertainment industry is, it's huge, right? It's all the social media. It's so much bigger than it was. And from the time we're born, we're just being programmed, right? So think about this. When I was a little guy, uh, my dad told me certain things. So one of the things he told me was, he said, the only place anyone should ever talk about Jesus is in church, should be the preacher. For us, it was the priest. He said, anybody else that talks about Jesus in any other format, they're Jesus freaks and they're part of a cult. And that's what my dad taught me. He thought he was doing me a favor, right? And so I remember uh, when Lou, the guy that was instrumental in leading me to the Lord, he came up and joined the Still Valley Barbell Club and I'm signing him up and he paid extra for me to train him. And then when we're all done and he writes me the check and the transaction's all over, he looks at me and says, Joe, I want you to know Jesus loves you. I just met him. He says, Jesus loves you. And this came out, guys. No, no wonder why, right? I told you why. I said, what are you, one of those Jesus freaks? I don't want to hear about Jesus because I felt it. You only, you only talk about him in church, right? And, and so anybody else? And, and I had a wall up, a false belief, and God worked on that. He eventually got through me. There was a whole church praying for my family because my brother died at a young adult event at Pleasant Valley. Pastor Len Evans at the time and the whole church every Sunday. He told me they prayed for an entire year every Sunday for our family. And then Lou was praying for me, right? And, and God broke, broke through. But guess, can I tell you what else happened, guys? He got through with Jesus, but I still had a bunch of wrong beliefs that were up there, Right. And so I've been working on it, like I told you, for a long time. But, you know, the Bible teaches us this. Take a look at this. Uh, Revelations 12, 9. This great dragon, the ancient serpent, called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down onto the earth with all his armies. And I don't want to take a long time on this. This is the second throwing down. You know how he's walking to and fro? In the end days, God will throw him down to the earth. And then the Bible says his time's short and he goes a little crazy. I believe we'll be raptured up out of here by that time. But here's all we're interested in. Look at it again. The one deceiving the whole world. And deception almost seems like you're in a cult, but deception is just simply something you believe that's not true. And his whole goal is to get us to believe things that aren't 100% true. And he's trying to do that with everyone in the world. So before I ever met Jesus, he was trying to do that with me. He's been trying to do it with you, but he's still trying to program me. And he's trying to program our kids. And it's not always terrible things, but it's just things that aren't true. And we can't go where God wants us to go because we believe some things that aren't true. And sometimes it's some really terrible things we shouldn't believe, but we believe them, right? They're anti-God, whatever. But he's been doing this forever. So can I make a comment? If you and I are deceived or we believe something that's not true, we don't know it. So do you realize there's some things you believe that aren't true and, and you don't know that? You can't be deceived if you know it. Once you know it, you're not deceived anymore, right? So deception is the, the very truth is we don't know it. We're not, we don't know that we're deceived. And so when I first began to understand this, I thought, wow, 
what do I got up here that needs to go, right? That's how I began to think this. What's up there that just needs to get out of there, right? And God gave us some incredible weapons. Can I read a very classic, famous scripture to you? It's pretty cool. And, and, and it's in 2 Corinthians 10.4. The Bible says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Verse four, verse five, they're 100% about the battle that goes on up here. Scholars all agree with it. But I think the first part's interesting. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Uh, This world has some powerful weapons. I think we all know that. But about five years ago, I was with a group of guys from the church. And we went to this one guy's house to shoot guns. And there was a guy that was there that had, had a license to own a machine gun. And I had never shot a machine gun. So I said, okay, can I shoot that? He said, yeah, that's why I brought it. And so they have a pond in front of the targets and then these big dirt mounds. And I just noticed everybody got really far behind me. I'm like, what's going on here? And so I go to shoot the gun. And guys, I'm telling you, I'm not a weak person, but it was like, and I'm shooting up in the air. Thankfully, I didn't hit any birds. And uh, I never realized that gun had that kind of kick. And then I've shot some guns that they say bring down elephants and big bears. And they go through trees and uh, block walls. And I thought, wow, these are crazy weapons. War is a crazy thing, isn't it? And then we, we have these nuclear bombs, right? It's crazy. But here's what the Bible's saying. None of these weapons work up here. They're not going to help you up here, right? So we have to understand these weapons don't work up here. There's another weapon. We're going to see that weapon, uh, two of them. We're going to talk about them in a moment. But, but, but he says this about the weapons. They're divine power. They're, they have divine power. Divine means spiritual, heavenly, godly. And power is the Greek word, dunam, Greek word dunamis. We derive our English word dynamite from it. And so, guys, it's God's explosive power. And notice what it does. It brings down strongholds. You know what the strongholds are? False beliefs in our mind. Scholars, again, they believe verse 4, verse 5, 100% dealing with up here. And they literally bring down these false beliefs, these two weapons. So notice verse 5. We demolish arguments. So we want to find out what's an argument, right? And every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, there's your main weapon. The knowledge of God is the Bible, the Word of God. And so uh, guess what? what the other weapon is, the Holy Spirit who makes it come alive and makes it real to us. Those are the weapons, guys, that are divine, they're explosive, and they have been changing me, but I'm still working. Like I said, we're still working on it, right? And we take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ, to be obedient to Christ. And over the years, I've talked about this word thought, it's Greek word noema, and it literally means false beliefs, like belief systems, right? And the interesting words, too, are arguments. It's the Greek word legismos, and this is what the scholars say, and it literally means any belief that's hostile towards God. So this would be hostile beliefs that are so anti-God. But then pretense is an interesting word. This word uh, literally means just a barrier. It's just a big barrier like a, like, like a, a castle wall. And it's just another false belief. It's not necessarily hostile towards God. But you know what, guys? I have had so many hangups in every area of my life, you know, different areas. And it's so cool when you see the truth and you begin to knock those babies down. And uh, they're not necessarily anti-God or terrible, but they're just false beliefs, right? And, 
And man, when they start to come down, you begin to feel freedom over here, freedom over there. You begin to go places God's created you to go. You begin to walk on some water because God will call some of us to walk on water in different areas of our life. You begin to walk in this freedom. But what's the Bible saying? This is what we are dealing with, guys. We're dealing with it. And so uh, you and I want to come to a place to where we get in there and we begin to fix it. So I'm just going to take a minute here um, and just be honest with you, kind of be upfront with you. And I may say a few things that you disagree with. So can I tell you the best posture you can take, right? Uh, we're not a cult, so you never believe something just because I say it. That would be a cult, right? No. But here's the best posture you can say, and it won't just happen today. It's going to happen, you know, different weekends. Uh, depending on who you are, we're all at different beliefs in our mind, right? If you just have this posture, God, I don't agree with Pastor Joe, but he's such a nice guy. He's so wonderful. I don't necessarily agree with him. So, God, if he's right, show me. And if he's wrong, show me. Isn't that a great posture? God, I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with that. But instead of going crazy and shutting God down from helping you see maybe the truth, maybe not the truth, pray for me for God to open my eyes up and pray for yourself. God, just open, open up my eyes. I don't, I don't like this. This pushed a button, God. This really pushed a button in me. Uh, but maybe he's right. Maybe he's wrong. I just need you to open my eyes up. Wouldn't that be cool if we all kind of had that attitude, right, uh, when we hear something we don't agree with? And I think the best attitude, not even if you hear me say something, is just with ourselves. Father, I realize I don't know everything. I just ask you to open up my eyes. See, guys, I'm not asking you to follow me. I'm asking you to follow God and the word of God. And only God by the Holy Spirit can show us what's true in the scriptures and what's not. So I'm not dictating to you what to believe. I'm just saying, man, let's compare it to the word of God. I'm going to say something right now. You may have never thought you'd heard, would hear a Hitler quote in church, but uh, here's something Hitler uh, said. Uh, he alone who owns the youth gains the future. And you know, he was as crazy as could be. He's a crazy guy. And he couldn't get the 40-year-olds and up to follow him. So he, he said, what I need to do is start teaching them at a young age, right? That was his big gig. Here's what his education minister said. He said, the whole function of education is to create a Nazi. And this is in 1938. Now, guys, I don't believe our government's trying to create Nazis. And I think sometimes they're sincere, uh, but they're sincerely wrong, right? but they kind of feel this responsibility to teach our kids some things that we'd rather they didn't teach our kids, right? And so uh, as parents, grandparents, we're kind of keeping our eyes open, right? We, we just want to do our best to make sure we know what's happening. And I noticed it wasn't so as much when I was in school, my age group, but now it's almost like they have a mandate. We got to get these kids to believe things and we feel it's our responsibility and we don't want the parents to have control over them. We want to have control over them. So uh, Pastor Ryan did a great job Couple, two weeks ago, talking about living in Babylon, right? So if you weren't here, make sure you listen to that because uh, Babylon's about the society and the culture we're living in, right? And it's changed. We all know that. So uh, what I'm speaking to is our kids, right? Just doing our best to protect them, watching what's out there, right? Uh, watching the cartoons because uh, school's trying to push some things. And every time I talk about school, public school especially, um, I, I need to take a moment and say, um, believers, and, and in all over the valley, we have teachers, guys. I consider them champions 
They are amazing. We have school administrators that, that, that come here, principals and so on and so forth. They're part of believers. I think they're champions, guys, but they're being pressured uh, to say some things and teach some things they don't want to do, right? And so can we take a moment and Borman here and Warren just give it up and say thank you for what you're doing out there in this world that we live in? Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. They're on the front lines, right? So you've heard me say it. Go to school board meetings and run for school boards and, you know, find out what your kids are learning, your grandkids. I think that's really, really important. And guys, if the enemy can get our kids at a young age, man, he, he knows he can control some things. But then those are extreme things that they'll try to teach, right? But then there's just the subtle things that maybe aren't anti-God, but they're just wrong. So what we want to do is make sure we have a big part in programming our kids. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But then how about us, right? There's certain things, this world will never get me to believe certain things that they're saying. But then there's other things that I believe that I don't even know I shouldn't believe them. They're false beliefs. And I need to demind, and you need to demind, and we need to be taking these mind fields out of our mind. So how do we do it? I'm so glad you asked. And, uh, I'm going to give this to you for free. Second, Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Listen, guys. <clears throat> we demolish arguments in every pretense. We talked about that. But, but notice that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That's the word of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So God's going to show you some things that are not true according to the Bible. It could be 100 million areas. And then you're going to say, all right, God, I see that. I'm going to make this obedient to Christ. I'm, I'm going to believe what you believe. And every time you do that, you're casting down false beliefs, right? So it's a process. I have had false beliefs that have hindered me from doing what God's called me to do at the highest level. I've, I've had false beliefs that you would never say are anti-God, but man, they're anti-biblical, right? And it's just been fun. I, I think when you and I walk in this, it makes Christianity fun. It's fun, man, to demind things, you know, and just say, I'm going to clean my mind up. And, and guys, did I say it? I, I don't think I said it. We're not supposed to demind other people's minds. We demind our minds, right? So we're not the mind control. I mean, if someone asks us something, we can do it. But think about what's happening here. We just take this posture, God. I realize I believe things that probably aren't true. So what does the Bible say? And we find out, and then we program our kids. I'll talk about that in a moment. Can I, can I show you another classic cool scripture, Romans 12, 1 and 2? Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, because of everything he did to set us free, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. I heard one Bible scholar say, this is the highest level of worship. So singing worship songs is really high level, but he says, this is even a higher level. And now you kind of understand why, because what's the posture here? Humbling ourselves and saying, God, you know what? I'm submitted 100% to you. Isn't that cool? Not to Pastor Joe. This is not a call, right? I'm submitted to you, and I'm submitted to the Word of God, and I just want to know what the Bible says. And every time you get into the Word of God, you have an opportunity to pull some false beliefs down, right? It's a beautiful process, and he talks about it in verse 2. He says, do not conform uh, to the patterns of this world. The word conform means to be pressed into the mold of this world. Guys, from birth, the enemy's been programming us with some things that aren't true. The world's been programming us, right? And sometimes it's just sincere people teaching us the wrong things like my parents, right? And, and then he says, 
but be transformed. So transform is the Greek word metamorphi. It means uh, metamorphosis is what we, we say today. And it's just the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. So God says, and we need to butterfly our minds, right? And get all the caterpillars out. That's all he's saying. And how do we do it? Well, by renewing our mind. What, what is that? That's just the word of God. And every time you renew your mind, that just means you're pulling minefields out that are false beliefs. This is fun. It becomes a process that's amazing. And what's really amazing is the freedom. Listen to the last part of the verse. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. In other words, he says, you'll figure out what's true and you'll be able to do the things God created you to do. And one of the things that frustrates me like nothing else is to see a believer that's trapped because of the beliefs up here and to think they could be free. But I I can't make them. I have to teach like this, and I have to pray and say, God, bring them to a place to where they humbly just look at the scriptures. And some of you are like me, probably not too many, but man, when I accepted Christ, I was one proud dude. I felt I knew everything, and nobody could teach me a new trick. And I, I just had to, I remember it was so hard to just come to the place and say, God, I realized, it was like I almost couldn't say it. I realized I don't know everything, God. It was like, that was like, I'm not sure. I think I do, God. But then I finally, I finally just humbled myself and said, God, I'm going to read the Bible and I'm just going to find out what it says. And here's what the Bible teaches about the Bible. And I'm, if you don't believe the Bible's the word of God, I'm not trying to fight or argue with you, but um, pray about this. Say, God, if Pastor Joe's right, if the scripture's right, show me, right? 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspired by God. The literal, literal Greek for inspired by God means God breathed. It comes out of God's mouth. So Paul's writing Timothy, his second letter, and, 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 and he wasn't just writing out of his head. The Holy Spirit was giving him words and he was writing them down. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. That's that's one of the main purposes of the Bible. This is paraphrased, but they did such a great job with the Greek. And then it goes on to say, um, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And so it's that process of just demining. And what happens when we demind? And we come to the place to where we're able to do what God's really created us to do. One of the things, guys, that frustrates me at the highest level is when I see Christians trapped by believing just the wrong thing, not necessarily terrible things. And then I get really upset when I see what this world's trying to teach our kids, right? That really bugs me. And so how do I counter it? Man, I'm gonna fill my kids up and my grandkids and my, my kids are doing it with their kids with the scriptures, right? And we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen. Here's a really cool principle in the Old Testament, same thing we do today, Deuteronomy eleven eighteen. 18. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and in your minds. Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. So if you can just think, this is before the internet. This is before Bibles. Do you know they didn't have personal Bibles back here? They would go in the synagogue, hear, hear a scripture, and he's just saying, write them down, guys. Put them somewhere where you can see them. Every time you, you know, you're walking around, he's saying, get them in your head, get them in your heart. Uh, why, guys? This is what keeps us pure, and this is what demines us from anything we believe that's false. But then I like what he says next. Now it's about our kids, right? 
Verse 19, teach them to your children. Now, take a look at this language. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road for us driving our cars, right? And when you lie down and when you get up. Can can you see he's saying, get the word of God inside your kids, right? So we have different ways to do that today. I was thinking about, I still do this with the grandkids. Um, I just start doing it with my three or our three-year-old granddaughter, Ophelia. But I did it with Joe Jr. first. He's our oldest. And uh, Pastor Joe Jr., he, he was claustrophobic. So if, he liked to wrestle. But if I got him in a hold, he would just scream bloody murder, like, let me go, let me go. So I would get him in these holds, and he'd say, let me go. And I'd go, no. And he'd be screaming. I'd say, I'm too strong for you to get out. And there's only one weapon that can get you out of here. And it's the name of Jesus. And then he'd go, I command you in the name of Jesus to let me go. Then I let him go, man. I let him go. This one, he's two years old, you know, three years old. It was so cool. And all I was trying to do is get him to see the word of God's powerful, buddy. The name of Jesus is powerful. And so you think of creative ways to get him in, get it into them. But guys, here's something else that I, I think is so cool. We just talked about needing some more people to get back and help us uh, with, with B-Kids. Uh, you bring them to church, guys, we're going to help program them for you. And it's absolutely amazing, right? We're going to put the Word of God in. And I, I love hearing parents. Uh, we have so many young couples coming here in Warren and Bourbon. But one of the things they rave about is their kids come into the cars and go home talking about the scriptures they learned. And guys, what's happening? We're just putting it in their kids. We're trying to program them so that when they go into the world, this world can't mess with them, right? And so we had our kids in Christian school. We used to have one here. And right around sixth grade, we put them into the public school system, which it's a little more aggressive now, the public school system than back then. But uh, three of our kids were were not going to argue with a teacher in class, but they would just sit there. They couldn't get them to believe anything that wasn't scripture because we put so much in them. Joe Jr., man, he, he likes to debate. And he would just debate in school with his teachers, right? And they loved him because he did it in a nice way. Uh, and, and it's just so cool to see this world could never box them in, right? Because we made sure we put it in them at the highest level. You know, something I'm seeing right now uh, with our daycare, we haven't, uh, I think it's the largest daycare and uh, the highest rated daycare in the Valley. Um, but what's really cool Guys, we have this really incredible STEM program. That's science and math and all that. Uh, so it's not just a babysitting. We're literally training them uh, academically. But then we're pumping them with scripture. And the parents are so excited about it because they want, they want their kids to learn Judeo-Christian values. A lot of them wouldn't come to our church. Uh, uh, they're not going to say they're born again, but they want those Judeo-Christian values put in their kids. And they get to these ages where there's free preschool for them. Public schools offer free, and they're still paying to have their kids in here. And I know not everybody can afford that, but it's just interesting to see uh, on either side of the aisle, parents want their kids to be blasted with the word of God. They want them to be programmed. But guess what? If you can't afford it, that's okay. You can do it at home. You can bring them to school. But guys, this is about us. This is about our kids. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. God didn't leave us in this world on our own. I'm so glad he gave us the most powerful weapon in the universe, the word of God. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit's in you and he can open it up? Borman, Warren, can we give it up? Say, thank you, God. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes, pray. Father, I did my best to teach this incredible part of the word of God. And Father, thank you for making 
Christianity an adventure. You know, it's just not boring. It's exciting. We'll find out more about that in the next couple of weeks too, Lord, how exciting it is. And Lord, man, thank you. Thank you for what you do that only you can do. Guys, I didn't show you the prayer. Guys, can you put the prayer up there? Uh, let's put it in the back and, and we'll just pray it, right? But this is the prayer I would encourage you to pray, right? On a regular basis. Father, we're going to take time here and just humble ourselves with this beautiful prayer. And of course, we'll pray it our own way, Father. But guys, just look at it. Father, open my eyes up to all the things I believe that aren't correct. How cool would it be if you prayed something like that tomorrow? How about this? Help me to demine my mind as I spend time in the scriptures. So Father, we don't know what we believe that's not true. We don't know. If we knew, we wouldn't believe it. So Lord, open up our hearts, our minds. Show us what we believe that aren't, wouldn't be correct. Lord, what a responsibility. And, and Father, we raised our kids, but man, it's a tougher environment than ever to raise kids. So guys, can you join me right now everywhere? Father, we pray for our young parents with kids. We just ask you, give them wisdom, Father. Give them grace to pump their children with the word of God, to know where to protect them, how to help them, Lord God. And help, help them see what they need to see to protect their kids from harm. We just thank you for it in the precious holy name of Jesus. And Father, all of us just humble ourselves as a practice, Lord. And Father, we say we don't know everything, so we humble ourselves before you. And we just ask you, Lord God, open our eyes up to what we don't understand. Give us grace to demind our minds, Lord God. Heads your bowed, eyes are closed. Would you just continue in that attitude of prayer? Maybe some of you are in Boardman right now, Warren, TCI, online. You're not sure of your eternity. And the Bible's so cool in this area, guys, because Jesus, the Son of God who always existed, came into a human body. He taught us all about God, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. But then he said, it's time for me to pay the price for your salvation. And he died on the cross and was buried. Three days, three nights in the heart of the earth, God raised him up from the dead and he's alive. The Bible says, whoever calls on him will not perish, but receive everlasting life. Thank you, Lord God, so much. If you're listening right now, you say, I can't remember a day in my life where I personally said, Jesus, I believe that. I accept you as my Savior, but I'm ready to say it today. The Bible says it will wash all your sins away, give you a, a brand new inside. It's just amazing. If you're listening, you say, I'm ready to pray today. I want to do that. I'd like you to pray with me right now. The rest of us, can we help them pray in Borman here in Warren, TCI? Online, I'll tell you what you can do after you pray this prayer too. Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize... I was born sin-stained, and I need a Savior. I repent of my sins, and I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe. I accept you as my Savior. Thank you for dying for my sins. Give me a grace to follow you. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. 
You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.